Welcome to Self-Created Podcast with Janelle Simmons and Shanika Pishi, giving you resources and gems to create your best self. From books to recipes, local happenings, culture, and everything else in between. Helping you to learn or unlearn because each and every one of us are creators. Hey everyone, it's Shanika and I am back with Paige and we are here to recap episode three of Pam and Tommy. Hey Paige. Hey, I'm excited. Um, We're starting to kind of get into the meat of the episodes and, you know, just learn more about the situation. And, um, you know, I think I'm getting where I'm watching the episodes two to three times now to make sure I can be like, okay, yeah, we can talk about this. Let's dig a little bit deeper, but um, loving it. I'm excited about episode three, excited about episode three. So, I mean, let's, let's kick it off girl. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm same. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like I watch it once to enjoy. And then I go back with notes, like kind of like a finer tooth home. Um, okay. Yeah. So episode three is called Jane Fonda and, um, it starts off with Rand and Milton looking at the tape and they're talking about, Oh my God, this tape is so private. Um, you know, and like, but talking about getting it out, you know, if it gets out, like, it'll be amazing. And Milton is saying, you know, whatever you decide to do with this, I want in. And he knows distributors and Paige again, tell the date of this. It was yeah, so here's a little pop culture trivia for you guys who watched the Super Bowl last night. And if you're my age or close to Shanika's, <laughs> she's younger than me. But this is November of 1995. Um, what was released in October of 1995? California Love. So we're just kind of all pulling in all the degrees of separation between hip hop, grunge, metal, everything going on at that time. And, you know, obviously, if you watch the Super Bowl last night, it was totally just a historic moment. I mean, you know, yeah. I myself cannot speak as a black person. I'm a white person, uh, but I've always been an ally and I felt it was the blackest Super Bowl ever. And I fucking loved it. Bronzes are fine, but I'm someone I love a little. Um... A little glam, um, you know, I, I kind of want Vegas when I see a halftime show, like nothing against them. They did totally fine. But I love like the glitz um, and the cheesiness of it. Um, you know, poor 50 cent, 50, however you want to say it. Actually not poor, really, because he's kind of a terrible person, but he was struggling. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about Rand. Um, you know, I know you want to talk about this because he was burning sage and having some sort of ceremony. I know that's yes. sort of thing. So jump into yes, that. Yeah. So I actually had that written down. He's blessing the tape, saying that he hopes they get their comeuppance for not treating people right and that he gets financial um, reward. Um, and I thought this was just kind of funny because he actually kind of gets his own comeuppance, um, you know, like everything that he was hoping that he got on them, you know, kind of happened to him. And, you know, that's karma for you. It's not good or bad. It just works. What you put out is what it gives back to you. But, you know, we'll talk about that in other episodes. So um, the first person they go to to distribute the tape is they talk, they start at top notch, which is Vivid. Um, and Vivid says that they're interested. Um, they ask why Pam and Tommy are not involved. Rand and Milton admit that they don't have um, their permission to release it. And they're like, it's stolen. They're like, no, no, not stolen. Just, you know, we just it don't have seized. their permission. It's seized. It was seized, not stolen. That's yeah, what Rand yeah that's right. Yes, it's seized. And Vivid's like, no, we'll be sued. And so there's like a little montage of them going to different um, places. And then each one they go to, it gets a little bit sketchier. And so one of them was go was called All Channel Films, New Sensations, 
naughty time films and like everybody tells them no they're like we would get sued if we don't have their consent Oh, Shanika, I'm going to hop in here. I want to I want to share this. So keep in okay. mind, as we continue this show, and Shanika, I don't think knows this either yet, because we both we both enjoy certain aspects of this uh, this story because of different reasons. Um, but keep in mind, Vivid was the first to refuse it. But as we continue to watch, you're going to come back around to Vivid. This story actually goes full circle back to Vivid. And when they mm-hmm. were shopping the um, the film to the other low budget like porn places um Mm -hmm. there was a poster of a porn called edward penis hands and if you're a child of the 80s and 90s edward scissor hands was a movie starring johnny depp and went on a rider who were like a super couple back then but there's like little bits and pieces that the, the the writers and the people who are producing this um throwing little things from the 80s and 90s like in the first episode me and shanika talked about there was an anna nicole poster like anna nicole yes. was a dream queen from then she was like the original boss she was she was like the second coming of marilyn monroe um yes. so you know, some of these little little remarks or pictures or, or little things from back then um, have really been fun to see again. But Edward Penis Hands, that, that literally killed me. That, that took me out. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyways, they get shut down from everyone. So Rand gets a call from Erica um, asking him to come over and he just drops everything and goes over there. But it pans to five years earlier when he's fixing their sink, you know, he's at that time just working as a maintenance guy and they just start having a conversation. And he tells her that he's inventing something like a microwave, but for <laughs> cold food. <laughs> he's like ice cubes, gazpacho, but it's in a conceptual face. So you can't see it. <laughs> And she thinks it's the best thing ever. She's like impressed. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not. Um, <laughs> so she, I know. And then she tells him that she's an actress and he asks what kind. She finally admits that she does porn. And, you know, of course he thinks it's cool because male. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has a penis. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, no offense to our penis listeners. No, <laughs> love men I'm a, I'm a man I've been married to my husband for 20 years and I love him he's a good man but this is just fun to make fun of at this point absolutely and then listen we don't feel bad for Rand okay no um okay so then it goes back to the current time and um she you knows she needs her toilet fix and she needs a specific part and Rand is like I can get it for you I'm Rand I can do whatever come to it's not as easy a part to find because it's something that's not made anymore and so he's calling around calling around he says they say no oh because he watches an old porn video of him and erica together (laughs) and then from there you know he's still in love with her but she's um she's gay she's you know lesbian so she's not interested anymore at all she's a dog yeah, she has way moved on. <laughs> and so um, he decides to go to his computer and goes to um, dial up and Googles, not Googles, Alta Vista. Remember Alta Vista? Um, oh he Alta- no, like these, yeah, these kids these days, I mean, we have like Alta Vista and AOL and, and like- Yes. And Netscape. I'm like these kids these days. I mean, no offense, like kids don't, I'm not, I'm sure no kids even listen to this because we're so old, but I mean, it's like <laughs> these kids these days don't even realize how good they have it. Like really, I like, know. I mean, I, know. You know, I mean, still, I'm a, I'm a cat. I could still go to a library and look up a, a book on a catalog card, you know, but yeah, oh, these I, dollar services, I don't know if you remember, cause I know you're younger than me, but, um, Oh no, know, I remember dial up. 
in the house. If somebody picked up the phone, you're fucked. You're, you're gone. Yeah. You're off. You're yeah. off the internet. You're done. And you're like, why? Why? I was there. I was looking something up or looking at something yeah. I probably shouldn't have been looking at. Yeah. I remember we installed a second line for that. We installed a second line just to have that so it wouldn't be interrupted. Y'all was fancy. Um, You know, hey, (laughs) I was one of the first kids in the neighborhood (laughs) with the internet computer. Um, (laughs) So anyways, he finds the piece online and he talks to the guy in the store and the guy's like, yeah, I can just hold it here for you and come pick it up today. And Rand's like, well, actually I'm here in California. And the guy mentions, and this is kind of funny, he's like, wow, you're the third person for the day who's called us up saying they found it on the internet, which is like crazy because who's not finding things on the internet these days? Um, and so this is where he gets the idea to post the video online using a website. And so um, he goes to Milton, he's like, I've got it, the World Wide Web. And Milton's like, what? What's the World Wide Web? I don't understand how it works and it's going to cost too much. And then Rand says, the World Wide Web is free. First of all, no one even calls it the World Wide Web anymore. But again, that's still just funny. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think one of the, the quotes, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, the, one on. of the quotes in there, because they were talking about, you know, what if, you know, Pam and Tommy find out about it or, or somebody finds out about it. And Rand was like, they don't have to know. And that's the beauty of the web. Because back mm-hmm. during then, Nobody, nobody would, um, you know, every, now in this day and time, everybody can find your ISP, um, unless you use it, you know, a secret one or a, a fake one. But back then mm-hmm. you could, you couldn't trace shit on the internet. You couldn't trace it anywhere. Um, no. and that was the beauty of it. I mean, this was the wild, wild West days of the internet. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's so funny. I was just like sitting in on a meeting today and they were talking about the internet was never built to be safe. It was only built to just like give information. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, just, you know, keep that in mind. Look at where we're at. Um, I, I know, seriously. So now we cut to Pam and Tommy. They are meditating. They're asking to be blessed with the baby. They're reading a card. Um, you know, Pam reads it, then Tommy reads it. The test is negative, And then they're both bummed about it. Um, which again, this is just kind of like sweet that they both want to have kids, you know? Um, and then, um, Pam, you know, Tommy, of course, wants to have sex. He's like, well, aren't we having fun practicing? Huh? And she's like, no, 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 no. I want to get to bed early. I need to practice my monologue for Baywatch because at this time, you know, she's one of the biggest stars on Baywatch. I read, I don't know if I said it last time, she got paid $300,000 per episode. So she made about 6 million per season on Baywatch. And she did five seasons. So that's pretty good back then. Um, yeah, that's big money. I mean, back in those days, that's big money. I mean, it's still not yeah. bad. No. I mean, you know. No, she that's did. not. No. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I mean, literally, she was just kind of starting on her journey at that point. I mean, and, and I know at to that say, point. She, go, oh, go on. You're saying oh, no, at that point I mean, what? Yeah. No, no I was just that gonna, point. <laughs> no, I will, sorry. I was all I was just going to say is that like, and I feel like she was a star of the show, but she wasn't given like the seriousness of it. You know what I mean? It was just like more for her look. So like, that's, I mean, I understand she wanted to be taken more seriously, but like, it was a pretty good gig, you know, um, for what she was getting paid. Um, sorry. I mean, and what I'd were you going to say? No, I was <laughs> gonna say I, I, I'd do it. And it's like, I mean, the fact of the matter is $300,000 for anybody is, a, I mean, for a, 
you know, the most normal people is a lot of money. And, you know, at that time, mm-hmm. you know, she was really just getting her start and, you know, I'm probably getting ahead of what we're going to talk about, but like in this whole, like next little synopsis, that's going to happen. You had the first mention of Bob wire and, you know, Shanika loves, I mean, Shanika was like so excited for this movie, but that's like was set to be her, like literally launching stone into being like the number one actress in America. Oh, I, I, this, it just kills me. Um, l- listen, y'all, spoiler alert, if you don't know, Bob Wire, it bombed. Um, bad. Bad, bad, okay. bad. Yeah, it, it took like $8 million to make, and it made like $2 million, so. Yeah, last our heart. I know, uh, I hate it. Um, okay, so she practices her monologue for Baywatch, and she's so excited because she's finally getting more lines on the show, and she's you know, she's like, the camera's going to actually focus on my face and not just on my body. And, you know, she practices for Tommy. He's like crazy supportive. Again, this is cute. But again, I'm just like watching this with kind of like a little bit of like, I don't know, like a grip, a little stress, because you just know what's going to happen. They're not going to have too many more like innocent, sweet moments like this for um, too long. Literally, literally. Shanika, I literally wrote down, they're like two teenagers in love because these are like, these moments are fleeting and you know what's coming and you're like, God, son of a bitch. I was in that era, but didn't know it was like this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, next we go to um, Pam in her trailer. And um, sorry, I I lost my thing for a second. Okay, she's um, in hair and makeup, getting ready. She's still nervous. The song Lover Fool comes on. um, I love the scene. Love the scene. The cardigans are amazing. My my favorite drag queen, Elena, did this at Drag Brunch yesterday. Um, By the way, Lover Fool is from another amazing movie, Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Oh my God, I... Talk about a movie that raised me. Um, yeah, I was like 12 when I went to go see that. <laughs> so Amazing so soundtrack. Good. Oh my God. I, I was just listening to that soundtrack literally like two weeks ago. I'm probably gonna listen to it again because I just, I love it so much. Okay, um, so yeah, they're singing. Everyone's having a great time. And then they come in with the script saying there's some changes. And surprise, surprise, her monologue is completely gone. So when she goes and talks to the three guys, like I'm assuming one's like director, producer, you know, whatever. Wait, can we say, no, let's let's not say three guys. Let's say the three chauvinist assholes. Let's say that. Okay. 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 Go ahead. What Paige said, the three chauvinistic assholes, um, give her some bullshit about like, well, you know, we just thought the story would be more powerful with you just charging into the water and grabbing the bag of drugs. And she's like, okay whatever so um she's in a trailer with her friend and she's talking about how she's so over it and then her friend says when bob wire comes out it's going to be a hit and you're going to be so in demand you're not going to need this show first mention of bob wire first mention and yes she perks up she's like yes you know blah 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 because um, she was passionate about this film. Like she even got the barbed wire tattoo. And I remember yeah. when she was promoting it, she was pregnant at that time because she wanted to get her belly button pierced. But she's like, they wouldn't do it because I was pregnant. Um, like she, she, yeah, she put a lot behind this. Um, I mean, behind that movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. 
Oh, and I just want to come real quick. I had said last time um, for VIP, I had said Valerie Malone. It was actually Valerie Irons. Valerie Malone is from Beverly Hills 90210, played by Tiffany Thiessen. Sorry. <laughs> Another awesome Valerie, though. <laughs> Let me get my pop culture straight for a minute, but yeah. Yeah. Listen, there was a lot going on in the 90s, and I was watching a lot of shows I shouldn't have been watching, but I wouldn't change it. Anyways, so cut to Tommy. Um, you know, he's um, watching behind the music. Is it? I'm sorry. Is it the scene before this, this is like when he's in the um, garage doing the drums, oh, right? Yes. I have some thoughts on this. I have some thoughts okay, on this. Okay, go ahead. So, Go ahead. They have like a gratuitous scene of Tommy drumming because like right now at this point, um, Motley Crue is kind of on the downhill slide. Um, grunge is becoming popular. You have the rise of like, um, you know, Kurt Cobain and um, Nirvana and all that stuff is going on. And then you also have other bands. And so he's watching um, VH1 Behind the Music for you kids that don't know. VH1 Behind <laughs> the Music was kind of, uh, a documentary of washed up bands that weren't popular anymore, but at one time at their height, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. So he's watching this and, you know, he's just kind of, he's kind of sitting at home doing nothing because he has really nothing to do. And what's funny um, is, you know, you, we talked a little bit about Kurt Cobain and Courtney last week, Shanika, and here's how uh, pop- you did Paige. Yeah. But no, here's a little pop culture trivia for you. Um, okay. When Tommy left the band a couple of times in the nineties and early two thousands and Samantha um, Maloney from hole actually drummed for Motley Crue for a little while. So you have your six degrees of separation between Motley Crue, hole, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Um, but, but, you know, a lot of people are like, they like, you know, Samantha, you know, they're sexist pigs, Motley Crue, they're a hair band. And she said that honestly, that she drummed with them because they influenced her to start drumming. Like Tommy was an influence of her to start drumming. So there's just, you know, a little background on that, that when Tommy left them for a while, um, they had a female drummer and she was the female drummer for Hole as well. There you go. That's okay. So um, I've been doing Tommy research and I watched a clip of him on YouTube when, well, he said he was in Tacoma, but people were like, I was at this concert. It was Tacoma. But anyways, it's when he's strapped in and he's like flipping and turning and I have to give it to him. Like he's got some skills, you know, back in the eighties, like he was, he's good. You know, they actually did the drum roller coaster for several tours, and they actually did it on their last tour, um, the final tour, which was not the final tour because they're touring again next summer, and we'll see them there. Um, but, but, we have um, to. I'm going to go. I need to go. Yes, yes, yes. You're officially invited. Come along. But um, so on the last show of the final tour, which was New Year's Eve in L.A., um, mm-hmm. he was on the drum roller coaster and literally got stuck hanging upside down over the concert goers. And they literally, I don't remember exactly how they get him out. Um, I don't know if they got it working or they had to get him out, but I've got to go back and watch that video. But he actually got stuck. He's a trooper. I mean, it's a shame. Like when he's on stage, like he's good. Um, Off stage is his questionable um, moments. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, yeah, he's like watching VH1 behind the music and they're talking about the greatness of Motley Crue. And he's like, yeah. And then they talk about how, you know, they kind of hit rock bottom in 94 when grunge came, you know, Kurt Cobain all of that. Um, so, you know, they're both kind of not having the best days. And then this next scene, I just absolutely love Pam comes home from a long, 
it's so, so sweet. sweet. Pam, I know. Pam comes home and Tommy is so excited this year. He's like, yeah, Run down, um, runs down the steps, scoops her up, and he has made a whole Greek meal. And that shit looked good as hell. Girl, I, I mean, am telling you. Mm. And I can, I, and I, and I'm like, you had said before, he came from a nuclear family. So I do believe that this part's probably real. I believe Tommy can probably like throw down in the kitchen and can cook really, really good. Um, yeah, I bet his mom and had him and his sister just making bomb ass meals. Um, so, you know, um, he starts talking about his family. He says what his actually last name is. It's Bass, not Lee. Um, you know, they're just kind of like, yeah, he's like, yeah, my mom's name is this, but they would call her, what was it? Vulsa? Vula. Vula. Like, Vula, um, Vula. my um, big fat Greek wedding. I never saw it. Oh, okay. Judging you. Okay. What's that saying? I know. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they're just asking questions about each other, still showing that, you know, they're still getting to know each other. He asked about his sister, you know, he's got, you know, nephews and whatnot. So. Yeah. So he asks how the monologue goes and she tells him it was cut. And he goes, no, that's bullshit. You work so hard. You're going to go in there tomorrow and you're going to demand that they give you a chance. So next we cut to um, Rand and Milton meeting with Butchie Pirano. Because he said that um, Pirano was the one that was part of Deep Throat. What's the one that made um, Ron Jeremy big? Um, I thought Ron, Ron Jeremy was deep throw. Okay. So. Okay. So that is it. Okay. Yeah. He said he was part of that. Um, they go and ask for funding. He tells Rand to just shut up, not say, say a damn thing. But she says that he's not interested that he's like, cause first of all, this movie's going to come out. It's not going to last in theaters. The cops are going to rate it. The bookstores won't last either. The cops will rate it. Um, then, you know, they're about to give up and Rand's like, no, World Wide Web. <laughs> he says it again, <laughs> World Wide Web. <laughs> um, by the way, folks, that's what the WWW stands for when you type it in. Um, and for the kids. he explains- For the kids. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I almost forgot for a moment my damn self. Um, and then he explains how it can't be, it's untraceable. And so he asks how much they want. They say 50,000. He says, yes. And he wants a 10% vig due in 30 days. And he gets 15% of the gross off the top. And so at this point, Rand is looking around, getting worried. And he's like, excuse us one moment. He's like, Milty, you know, who is this guy? And Milton's like, it's fine. You know, all producers, you know, have some type of like sketchy, connection or whatever because you know Rand is looking around seeing there's like a bunch of mafia style men that are going to fuck him up if they lapse on their loan Shaniga, can i jump in yeah yeah go so, ahead. so mr perino and is in this episode is played by andrew dice clay so for mm-hmm. you kids that don't know, Andrew was kind of the original shock comedians of the late 80s, early 90s. He was known as the yeah. dice. He was very brash. He was very politically incorrect. Um, his nursery rhymes were funny as fuck, but they were absolutely filth. I mean, they were 
filthy. If that stuff, I mean, if it doesn't make your skin crawl, it was funny. But also, he was also the first comedian to sell out Madison Madison Square Garden in New York City. So back during the day, he was amazing. But then if you look back in the times that we're in now, a lot of his stuff was very sexist and homophobic. Um, But Mm. his run back in that time was really, I mean, he was like, you know, he was the big guy before, you know, there was, you know, these other comedians, you know, Dave Chappelle or, you know, Eddie Murphy or stuff like that. Andrew Dice Clay was, he was one of probably one of the biggest comedians to come out from the eighties. But when did he come out? Because Eddie Murphy was pretty big in the eighties, maybe not Andrew Dice Clay big, but I, he was well-known because I know my dad had one of his tapes. Yeah. But Uh. his his adult nursery (laughs) rounds. He was like, old mother Hubbard went to the cover. She bent over and yeah, you can guess what else went along with that. But yeah, his nursery rounds were hilarious. I just remember him going, oh, oh, and just like wearing a leather jacket all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. Um, (laughs) Okay. So next we cut back. So in this episode, it's a lot of back and forth between Rand and Elton and Pam and Tommy. So next we cut back and Pam is back on set on Baywatch. And this is so disgusting. They're playing around with the bathing suit around her cheeks, seeing how much they can get away with before they get flagged. It was disgusting. Um, you know, disgusting. It was disgusting. And then, you know, I remember because I watched um, the behind the E! True Hollywood story, I believe, on Baywatch. I remember one of the actresses on there. She was just like, I remember that bathing suit being so far up like my butt, basically. She was like, I can't walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, with the changing of the script, again, on that um, episode, there was like so many girls on the show after a while they would literally walk around asking David Hasselhoff like what am I doing today like so that um that was like a thing that happened a lot oh change the script this and that you're just going to be the background you're just going to do this you're just going to be pretty so a lot of times these women they didn't even have anything to do with the show they were just there disgusting sad yeah it is um so after um they get the cheeks as done or whatever pam goes up to them and tells them how she's going to do the monologue and they try to give excuses and she's like no so you can um record it from this way film it from this way and it looks like i'm talking to this person blah 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 this and that i'll be my trailer thanks and they're left speechless yeah no she um, actually she walked away and she said come get me when you're ready yeah 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 she, I, I like that she 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 gave it to them but like still in her sweet family um, so Milton goes to Montreal. So now, now we're starting to see kind of like the beginning of how the tape's getting distributed. Milton goes to Montreal and Amsterdam to set up a bank account. And you kind of already know with Milton, he told Rand that he would handle all the money and this and that and tracing it just in case anything goes down. And Rand is such an idiot. Like anyone can see it from like a mile away. Milton's shady fuck and he can't be trusted. But anyways, so you see Milton going to these places, setting up bank accounts, and he's like taking first class, getting all the perks, you know, not slumming it at all. Meanwhile, Rand is back getting like um, the tapes and the packaging and the website together. Um, Do you have anything to add about that? Like the little montage? Uh, You know, you know, Uncle Milty is he's the money guy and Rand's the operations guy. And, you know, I feel like they were laundering (laughs) money through every country they could possibly, you know, launder it through to make sure, you know, it's clean before it goes back into their bank accounts. 
yeah I mean you know they yeah good for them but it was just like the nerve of Milton just to be like flying well I mean he did own I guess a porn like he was whatever like just go in first class and like no expense spared <laughs> um he said Gracie, and I mean, like, Nick Offerman is playing this character up to hell. And I mean, Nick Offerman so is great. Well. I don't like his wife, but um, and she just kind of gets him on hers. But anyway, another story. Um, but yeah, oh, he's just, his wife he's is Greg Mullally, right? No, his wife is Amy Poehler oh, from they're SNL. Married? They're married? No, wait. I don't know. We'll need to research this. It's like, I thought, I thought he was married to Amy Poehler. I know Amy Poehler was married to, um, I don't know. <laughs> Why are we talking about Amy Poehler? <laughs> Anyways, no, let's so get back Rand, to podcast. Yeah. Rand, Rand goes to see Erica and he sh- um, shows her the, okay. So Rand walks in, he's got flowers. He's dressed up nice for Rand's dressing up nice. He gets down on one knee and he was like, um, I have one question for you. And she's like, oh God, not again. And he's like, will you? And he opens it up, like, you know, allow me to fix your toilet he finds a valve um and she's like oh thank god um then yeah because there's a mention of them being married because they're like we've already done that and it's going to cost eight thousand dollars for them to get divorced was that how much it was back then you know i don't know i mean like i said this this episode jumps all over the place like i said this is your first time mentioning they were married but you know and this is the first time we figured it out but yeah. like this episode jumps back and forth so much it's almost kind of i mean i get it but it's almost a little bit too much but yeah this is where you first figure out that they actually had been married to each other yeah I, it was the it was the frozen microwave that probably turned her on um anyways yeah nick off um what's his um Nick Offerman is married to Megan Mullally and Amy oh. Poehler was married to Will Arnett. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm, I'm lost. But anyway, okay. but yeah, Anyways. But it's, it's a funny day because during the sequence, like Rand says, I'm coming into my own and Erica's like, she's like, I like how you're feeling this. And, um, you know, he's, you know, trying to, you know, take her out, take her to the steakhouse. So they pull up, you know, this really fancy steakhouse, which I can imagine back in that time in LA, you know, it was fancy. It's probably like an mm-hmm. old, you know, yeah. chopping block or, you know, something like cork and cleaver, um, but it's yeah. normal now, but it was fancy back in the day for like ballet and to exactly. be seated. Exactly. And yeah. Exactly. And she's just like, she's like, she's loving it all. Um, so yeah, they go out to dinner. He's like, no expense paid, whatever you want. Um, and so, you know, they have dinner, he goes and drops her off. Then it cuts back to when they were still together. She was doing a porn scene and he comes and sees her on set and he's in awe of his girlfriend getting fucked by another guy talking about you did great um and so she has to do an anal scene and she doesn't want to do with another actor and milton says i don't have a lot of small penises in my rolodex then she looks at rand and asks him insinuating that he has a small penis (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. But did we not listen? Let's keep this real. Let's keep this real. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Because they, they queued up Leon's big dick. They were going to bring Leon on and Leon took off his robe and she saw it. And that's when they said, you know, all that stuff. But I'm like, okay, yeah. Leon. Okay. Actually, yeah. I think the quote was, um, sorry, mom and dad. The quote was no way that thing is going up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> God. And then. 
like I said, Milton says, I don't have a lot of small penises in my Rolodex. And she looks at Rand. I'm like, oh, God, that's embarrassing. And he's such a goofball. He's like, huh, what? So anyways, he dresses up and they have sex on scene and he keeps on smiling. And Milton's like, stop smiling. You know, this is a sex dungeon. You're supposed to be mean. So cut to back to his time. He realizes like, it's not going to work. He signs the divorce papers. Like she, she's not coming back to him. No. All right. This next part again is just so beautiful, but just so heartbreaking. My favorite. Pam, this, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my no, favorite, this favorite is, part. This is the because best. Because this best, best. could have been her. Yes. Yes. I got so many thoughts on this, but go, 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 go. So Pam meets with a studio exec and, you know, the lady says, usually we, um, I work on several movies, but we are pushing barbed wire hard. They're like, just, I'm just focusing on you. So, you know, Pam, like I said, she was really passionate about the movie. She got the tattoo. She still has it. Um, and so the exec says, you know, I like for my, um, actors to, um, have a story. So what's your story and, you know, who do you admire? She talks about Jane Fonda. She talks about first Jane Fonda was the girl next door. And then she did Barbarella. She became a sex symbol. Then she got serious roles. Then she went into activism and she did fitness videos all while like, you know, she's like, she loved how she was like, no more war, but hey, look at me. I'm cute. You know, like basically Jane Fonda did whatever Jane Fonda wanted to do. And she didn't give a damn. Um, and that's what Pam loved about it. She was just like, you know, she's going to be sexy and then still tell you basically to go fuck off, you know? Yeah. And she so the said, lady's um, like, so basic, go on. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She was like, I have all these same notes, the same, same notes you do have. And she's like, she, you know, she was a feminist and a sex symbol at the same time. She didn't care yes. what other people thought. She's like, what's mm-hmm. cooler than that? Yeah. And then the lady says freedom. Yes. Um, and again, I can see that for Pam Anderson. Like, could you not see Pam like having a fitness empire? Absolutely. Um, she does activism. Like she's still into it. Like she's still passionate about, like I said, about like treatment of animals and whatnot. I know she's been involved mm-hmm. with PETA, no matter how you feel about PETA. Um, I know she, she's been involved with that. I don't mean like you specifically, just in general. Um, you know, like, I don't like Pam, who knows what Pam could have had, but like, that's why I said she always had the attitude of she didn't really care what people thought. Like, she's a lot smarter than people give her credit for. Like, she's, like, sharp, and she's, like, always on it in interviews. Um, and, you know, again, this like, this is the career she could have had if the sex tape didn't come out. I'm sorry, the exploit tape didn't come out. Yeah, um, and at the end of that scene, um, they played Make Your Own Kind, which is funny because the, the music in this, I've really started exploring all the music that is in each video. And Make Your Own Kind was a song from the 70s by Cass Elliot, who was in the Mamas and the Papas. And there's like a famous story because she was a plus size woman. There was a famous story that she died because she choked on a ham sandwich, which let's go ahead and tell you right now, she didn't die from that. She had heart failure. Um, but the music they've been using in the series has been, it's crazy because it's like seven. 70s porn music or music that came out in the 70s when like porn was just getting to go high to like also like the cardigans so um i would really love if they did a playlist for this not on spotify because i cancel my membership um but you know it's been really fun to listen to this music and actually look it up and, and research it a little bit as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's yeah i, I i've been li- well Sorry, you guys, I have not canceled my Spotify yet, mainly because I'm lazy. Um, but I've been listening to Total Eclipse of My Heart 
the dance remix that they danced to in episode two. Bonnie Tyler's amazing, <laughs> amazing. Holding Out for a Hero is still my favorite Bonnie Tyler song, only because Bo and Hope, that was their song on Days of Our Lives. But yes, Bonnie Tyler can do no wrong in my eyes whatsoever. <laughs> okay. So now we go um, to, so, you know, she says freedom. And then Pam's like, oh my God, yes, that's what I want. You know, I want freedom, freedom to not have to have some guy touching my butt crack, freedom to um, have my lines not be cut, you know, to have a say, you know, do whatever the F I want because I can. And I'm going to prove myself that I can do it. So next we go to Rand and Milton. They are going to a dry cleaner place after hours. And then they're walking to the back. And then that you see there's just a crap ton of VCR set up and they're starting to record the tape. Cut back to Pam sitting on the toilet, takes a pregnancy test and it's positive. She goes, jumps on Tommy, tells him about it. They're both excited. And within this moment, then it cuts back to the tapes, like still recording. And that's that episode. The end of episode three. Like I said, it was a lot of jumping around. It was a lot of back and forth. Um, I didn't like it as much. I mean, I love the end, the Jane Fonda part, but I didn't like all the jumping around because it's like, okay, what time are we in? What time are we in? But I mean, I know we're going to talk about this on the next episode, episode four. I think episode four is golden. I've got some great, I did some good research on um, some stuff that's going to come up, but I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing that too. Cool, cool. All right. Well, you guys, thanks for tuning in. That was episode three of Pam and Tommy titled Jane Fonda. Um, so again, I want to thank Paige for being here and recording this with me. We are having a blast doing this. We're already thinking about like who else we want to dig into after this. Um, bullshit Hollywood. That's all I have to say. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you guys. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please remember to rate, subscribe, review, share with your friends. Check us out at selfcreatedpodcast.com. Email us selfcreatedpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can listen to Self Created Podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen.